Hello, everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to Business Casual, our weekly podcast with my co-host, Maria Wickvilla and Caroline Diorti Edwards. Today, we're going to talk about MBA alternatives. And here's what I mean by alternatives. There are three commonly popular MBA options that a full-time MBA applicant or candidate may never consider for lots of different reasons. One, the explosive growth of online MBA programs and at prestige schools is certainly one option. You know, today you can choose from Carnegie Mellon, Michigan Ross, USC Marshall, Rice, Indiana Kelly, UNC Chapel Hill for the online MBA market. And that market has exploded and there are disruptive players in it like the University of Illinois Geese College of Business and Boston University. There's also the part-time MBA, which frankly for years has been the single most popular MBA program available to people. The enrollment in part-time MBA programs is always significantly larger than in full-time programs. And then finally, the executive MBA, which is typically for people who are more experienced and older, although the overlap among these three different alternatives to the full-time MBA is pretty significant. There are a lot of older people who now take the online MBA option. Many of them have often taken part-time programs. So these programs don't only compete with each other. You know, I think they offer a very viable alternative to a full-time MBA program. And the biggest advantage, of course, is that they're cheaper. They're cheaper if only because of the opportunity cost. You do not have to quit your job to attend one and get an MBA degree. There are sacrifices along the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about how do these programs differ from each other and who is the ideal student in each of them? So Maria, when you're counseling people, and I know both in your case and in Caroline's case, you're largely dealing with full-time MBA applicants who are going to, let's say, the premium ice cream of MBA <laughs> programs, the, the Haagen-Dazs uh, <laughs> of, of MBAs. How do you counsel people about these different options? Well, first of all, if Haagen-Dazs University ever becomes a thing, I'm going to enroll immediately. <laughs> um, okay, what's your favorite flavor? <laughs> all of them at this point. At this point, I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Given the election, I'm sure you're consuming lots of ice cream. I am, yes. It, is, it has not been a healthy week for me. Um, okay, so I think... For for me, some of the some of the things that people some of the reasons that people should consider these part time programs is primarily I think if you are in it for the knowledge that the MBA gives, if you see a definite correlation between gaining the knowledge that is given in, a, in an MBA curriculum and advancing your career, I think that that you know, I think that's a huge reason why people would, should do an online uh, type of MBA. And I think people who are already, let's say they either have a family business, they have their own business, or they are already on a sort of a rocket ship path, uh, advancing rapidly throughout a large, established, successful business. You know, it doesn't make sense for sometimes for people to take one or two years off step out of the workforce and then come back in, right? You might, it's not just the opportunity cost of the lost salary. It's also, you know, the whole world changes rapidly in a year or two in some industries, right? And so taking that time out uh, for some people might be 
you know, damaging in terms of also staying fresh and staying up to date and continuing to be considered for promotions. Um, so I definitely think that there's there's a great opportunity for people who are already on the path they want to be on. I think the part-time programs are, are a great boon to them. Yeah. Caroline, your thoughts? Yes. I mean, I think there's, you know, there can be quite a distinct um, segmentation between you know, I mean, part-time is one thing, but there's also the executive MBA programs, which are, it's a part-time format, but it's different from any of the other part-time programs and it's different from a full-time MBA. And it's a different cohort. So, you know, you will be with a group of people who are, at a, you know, usually at a senior management level. Um, so if that's where you are in your career, you know, that's a wonderful peer group to have and to network with. So, you know, I, I think people need to think about, when, when they're applying to business school, you know, will, will I learn a lot from my peer group? Because sometimes people apply to a full-time program and they are, you know, maybe already um, at a reasonably senior level, you know, still at the early stages of their career, but they've progressed rapidly. And, um, and you know, sometimes I speak to candidates who could go either way, right? They could apply to a full-time program or they could apply to an executive MBA. That's sort of that, that turning point in their career where they could, you know, they're a viable candidate for either program. And I think at that stage, you know, you need to look at your that peer group that you'll get on the program and who will you learn the most from. And, you know, if you're sort of in your mid-30s and you're already at quite a senior level, do you want to go to a full-time program where... A lot of your classmates will be, you know, even in their early 20s or mid 20s and have a couple of years of work experience. Um, Are you going to learn a lot from that group versus people who have sort of 10 to 12, 15 years work experience and are already sort of senior leaders in their organizations? Um, and, And sometimes that's a challenging choice for candidates because it can be the case that you know, someone wants to do, someone would want to do a full-time program. Sometimes it's more convenient to just take a break, go off and immerse yourself in that academic experience and then return to the workforce. And they want to do a full-time program. And sometimes I'm advising candidates like that, you know, it's actually better for you to do, go the exec MBA route, do the part-time, do that part-time format. You know, it's a challenge to juggle work and study but that peer group will be a much better fit for you. So, so you know, I think that sort of community aspect is, is really important to think about. Yeah, that's really true. And, and obviously, you sacrifice a lot of the deep bonding that you would get in a full one-year or two-year MBA experience. There are other things that you sacrifice that are uh, maybe even more meaningful uh, to some candidates, and that would be the parade of... Uh, MBA employers who come through campus who wine and dine you in different industries, which really affords you a look at uh, all the different options available to you when you get an MBA, the interview schedules, uh, the job postings that are probably more suited to people in the sweet spot of a full-time MBA program, meaning, you know, mid to late 20s and early 30s where the demographics of some of these other alternatives uh, tends to favor the older candidate and the more experienced candidate. So there's all that as well. Yeah, so, so for the EMBA, schools have ramped up recruitment, coaching, and, and so on, because 
your sponsorship is diminished. So over the years, you know, and in the past, the vast majority of EMBA students were, were sponsored, and that is not the case anymore. Sponsorship is gradually diminished over time. Um, and so in the past, the schools didn't, you know, had an important relationship with those sponsoring companies and didn't want to damage that relationship by, by um, you know, parading those students, as you say, in, in front of a lot of potential other employers and, and um, you know, sort of luring them away to other opportunities. Um, but now that it's very much the minority of the MBA students who, who are sponsored, you know, those students have, have pushed with the schools to get access to recruiting opportunities. So, so over the past few years, the schools have ramped that up quite significantly and, and you know, have addressed that need. And, um, you know, whilst there may not be the same extensive on-campus recruiting um, that you get for the full-time MBA program, you know, they still have a lot of dedicated resources to support EMBA students in a job search if that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's a really good point. And a lot of these programs, particularly ex- uh, Executive MBA, where, you know, there's a big ticket degree programs that get a lot of resources. And, I, and I'm saying the best professors a school has are going to be put in the executive MBA program yeah. and uh, the best coaching and support facilities for career development, career management are going to be put in EMBA programs. And even online MBA programs now are allowing students the possibility to talk one-on-one with coaches and mentors to help with career choices. What about the bonding, Maria? Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think I think at the point that Caroline was making earlier in terms of think about who your peers are going to be in the classroom, I think that extends to think about who your peers are going to be beyond the classroom as well. Um, so several years ago, we, I, you know, I had a close personal friend who was who was right on that cusp, right? Could have gotten into a, a full-time MBA program, was just trying to decide between the full-time versus the part-time. And I said to him, look, I really think the part-time for you would be better. And he said, well, what about the bonding? I'm going to miss out on all of the bonding, right? And isn't the whole point to get the network, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing was, I said, look, he has two small children at home. Uh, and I said, look, if you even if you get into the, I live in Los Angeles. And so I said, even if you get into UCLA full time, as soon as class is done, are you going to hang out on campus? And are you going to go to parties in Westwood? And are you going to be like going to the clubs on the Sunset Strip? Or are you going to be going home to be with your wife and children? Because the fact is, like, a lot of that quote-unquote bonding doesn't happen in the classroom during class while it's happening. A lot of the bonding is social bonding. And so if you're going to be with people who are five years younger than you, who are single, who don't have kids, that's where that bonding happens. So you're not going to get that anyway because you're just going to go home at the end of the day to be, you know, rightfully so with your family. Uh, And so you're not going to get that anyway. So I I think that that was sort of the tipping point argument that led him to get the part-time MBA. And he absolutely loved it. Uh, You know, again, as Caroline pointed out, not only were his classmates all in a similar position in terms of their careers, they were a bit more senior, a bit had a bit more responsibility, uh, but also there was no pressure to, you know, go out and hit the town and you know, there was, <laughs> people, people were all, were all committed to like, okay, let's get to know each other and let's network, but we'll, we're, we're committed to doing it, but we're also realizing that, you know, we have these constraints and that's ter- perfectly fine. Now, Maria, did you remind him that MBA often stands for married, but available? 
<laughs> you know, I did not because I like his wife and I did not yeah. want that to be. <laughs> well, you gave him a very wise uh, advice there, I think. Absolutely. Um, because if he was, uh, you know, spending his nights at the clubs and sunset and all that, I, I it might threaten that marriage, I think. Yeah. So, so that's all true. And, and uh, you know, I think another thing related to the bonding that you kind of sacrifice in some of these programs is the cohort. You know, uh, when, uh, when you go through an executive MBA program, you're going through with a cohort. So that really helps the bonding. In a part-time program where you're going in evenings or an online MBA program, there's less a sense of a cohort, even when some of these online programs are organized that way. Uh, because people are coming in and out and their schedules adapt to the academics. So some people are going to take one course a semester. Some are going to take two. Uh, they're going to take them in different times. They may drop out for a semester and come back. So so the bonding that you get through the cohort experience is, is generally missing in part-time and online MBA programs. And that's a really important and valu- valuable experience. I'm sure the two of you when you look back on your own MBA experiences, immediately go to that cohort, that first group you went through all the core courses with and and how important it was to your overall social and academic experience. Yes, that's true. I, I think it goes back to what Maria was saying about, you know, if, if you are, your primary motivation is to get the knowledge and, and to gain that so you can take the next step forward in your career, um, then, then an online MBA is, um, you know, is, is a great path forward. And, you know, you will build some relationships with people and you'll also get access to a network. And, you know, I'm sure people are still responsive in that network. And, you know, being part of a network, whichever business school you go to, you know, you will often end up reaching out to people who you've never met before. I've done that you know, you can look at your school database and find someone who's got, you know, some relevant background uh, and reach out to them. And, you know, most of the time people are are super helpful and, you know, you probably still get access to some sort of network like that that will be useful in the future. Um, You don't necessarily have to have, you know, spent, um, been to lots of parties with them for them to answer your email. So, so I think, you know, you, you'll still get some of those networking and relationship benefits, but I think, you know, your primary motivation, for it said, would, would be gaining that knowledge and, and, and sort of taking that step forward in, 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 in your talent and skill development. True. And actually, you know, the one, I think, advantage that a full-time MBA program doesn't offer that these other alternatives do is the fact that you're going to school while you're working and you can apply the knowledge immediately and test it out. And I hear again and again from people in executive MBA programs, in online MBA programs, and in part-time programs where they actually were able to channel assignments to their work life so that they could get their classmates helping them with challenges that they were currently dealing with at work. That's free consulting. That's great. Exactly. Yeah, it, right? And, that, and that's something you can't uh-huh. do in a full-time MBA program, obviously. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. And I've heard that a lot from people who've done part-time formats or exec formats that they, they found it really useful to be able to apply their knowledge that they gained straight away. And I think it is, it's also true that when you do a full-time program, it's such an intense experience that when you come out of it, 
you know, you there's there's so much that you have learned and sort of figuring out always, you know, what is the right thing to apply at the right time, maybe a bit more challenging than if you have been learning it and applying it and learning it and applying it in that sort of, you know, constant cyclical process of a part-time or exec ed format. So so I do think that that's, um, you know, a big argument in favour of, of those formats is the sort of applying that knowledge and 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 therefore internalising it uh, on a on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah the full time the full time programs often laud like, oh, we give you hands on opportunities to really practice this stuff in real life. But if you're going part time, every day is a hands on opportunity to apply what you're yeah. what you're learning. So, absolutely. Okay, given the choice, uh, both of you went to full time MBA programs. Uh, if you were doing it today, uh, and you were as young as you once were yeah. when you did it before. I want to put you in the same shoes you were in back then. Would you still choose a full-time MBA? I'm assuming the answer is yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. For me, yes, but with an asterisk. Um, oh. So I, I completely intended to go back to my pre-MBA employer. I was you know, I had had a great experience there prior to business school. And I was like, great, you know, before before I get elevated any higher, I actually want to get an MBA so that when I get that higher job, I don't mess it up. That was sort of my rationale, right? I want to <laughs> I want to maximize my chances for success. So let me take some time off. But I intended completely and naively to go that I was like, I'm going to go back after I graduate. Um, and in the two years that I was gone, the company completely restructured, my department was essentially eliminated. Uh, and so it's like, oh, wow, I, uh, you know, you, you, you know, things, things change even when we don't expect them to change. And I think had I been doing perhaps a part-time MBA, I would have been able to then, you know, go with the flow and say, okay, well, you're shutting down this office in Hong Kong, but what about, you know, Singapore? Can you move me there maybe? And I would have still been able to, to stick with a job that I really did love. Um, and so I think that there there would have been there definitely would have been a, a potential path. It would have been a very different path, but I think there that could have been a potential path for me to take. Uh, had I known Caroline? Had I, it all fell apart in your absence, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. That's what it is, Caroline. That's what it is. <laughs> that is actually not at all what it is. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would have done the same program, but I think if I had not done it when I had, then I, I think the exec MBAs are fantastic. So, you know, if I if I had waited a few more years, then then I think, you know, as you said, John, you get that you get the best of the school. They they throw the best professors, the best coaches at, at the exec MBAs. It's a fantastic cohort of people. And, you know, you get to study in different locations and you, you know, you you get to apply the knowledge straight away. So I, I think, you know, if I'd waited a few more years, that would have been a fantastic option. Yeah, totally. So there you have it. Uh, you have three major alternatives to the MBA. We didn't even get into specialty master's programs. And that's a whole other ball of wax uh, that we'll devote a show to at another time. But, you know, look, if you're older and if you love your job, don't want to leave it, or you kind of love your industry, but maybe you want a different company. Those transitions are certainly, you know, within reach with either an online MBA, certainly an executive MBA, or even a part-time MBA. If you 
love the idea of being all in on things and don't and that isn't that the phrase today you know i'm all in on this i'm all in on that you want the full-time premium haagen-dazs experience of an mba to go to campus to be with your students to hang out on the clubs and on the sunset strip then you, then you want the full-time mba and uh, uh frankly it's a gift you give to yourself it's probably the most generous gift you will ever give to yourself. It's an investment in your future. And, you know, I think, uh, as you know, if you've been listening to these podcasts or reading any of my work over the last 10 years, you know, I'm a big believer in the full-time MBA program format. And I believe it's a no-brainer investment, despite the often scary sticker prices on the, on the programs. Uh, because there is a lot of scholarship money out there and the rewards of the degree go far beyond your first job uh, out of school uh, with those higher starting salaries and signing bonuses that everyone seems to get. So thank you, Caroline, and thank you, Maria, for a great discussion. I hope this helped inform you. If you're wondering, hey, which option is better for me? Uh, this is John Byrne with Business Casual. Thanks for listening.